to the book of uh, Psalms, chapter 37, verse 25. I know Brother uh, Tharp had given me a, a lesson, and boy, it was beautiful. It was all written out, and I'm just kind of a gunslinger. I was uh, here and, and uh, signals here and then this, there, that, that. But uh, chapter 37, uh, I'm going to start in verse 23. Amen. Boy, it's tough getting older. You can't see or anything else. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his... In his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright of the end of that man is peace. But the transgression shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me. I know that was lengthy, but I appreciate that. Man, I want to back up. When Pastor Bowling mentioned this, it just it gripped my heart. And it just made me realize how important uh, this statement is. It says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he de delighteth in his way. Though he falleth, he shall not be utterly cast down. That word utterly, completely. I'm reminded of the story of Saul and how he had forsaken the Lord's word. When the Lord said to utterly destroy the Amalekites, Saul took upon himself to save the best of the stocks. He even saved the king of the Malachites. And I can remember this as the story goes that Samuel came in and, and he made uh, the word of God true. He made the word of God stand the way it was presented to Saul. And he took the sword, as we know the story, and he cut the head off of the Amalekite king. And he, he told him, he said, because thou hast not utterly destroyed, thou hast not done what the, Lord, the word of the Lord had told thee to do, the kingdom this day shall be stripped from you and be given to another whose heart is in the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you today that our hearts need to be for the word of the Lord. Yes, I, I, I can't tell you how much I, I do. I, I love the singing. I love the praise. I love the big conferences and I love all of that. But my heart yearns for the word of the Lord. 
I, I, I can't wait for it. I, I know since I've been coming to this church, I, I don't know if you've been seeing it like I've been seeing it, but Pastor Bowling's teaching and his preaching has just been a gold mine. I know when I was in the ministry years ago, we referenced that, boy, he was dropping nuggets. He was dropping nuggets. And we, we could come out of those, those, uh, those services and just, and man, everybody always got something out of it. And, and just something that was spoken or said in those messages. And it would be a nugget that you would just feed off of for weeks, for months, for even years. Some of those old messages, I'm still feeding off of them. But Pastor Bolger has been jumping, and I've even told him, and I don't know if he realized uh, how serious I am, but but just things have just, I, I've been without God for, for a while. Before I came to this church, I, I, I wasn't hearing the word of the Lord like I wanted to. I wasn't in service like I should have been. And I was just longing for the word of God and the need for it in my life, the, the direction and the, and the, the uh, comfort and the peace and the understanding and the wisdom, Brother Eddie, I just, I was missing it. I didn't need the singing. I could turn the radio on or I could Google something and, and listen to Timothy Spell or whoever, but I, I, I could hear that. But the Word of God was missing in my life. And, and if you're ever without the Word of God, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Amen. I, I encourage you when you're in these services and when you're in these lessons and things, it, it's you're writing down the word of God, that you're studying the word of God. It, it, it's uh, I've been taking them and I'm going to be going back and I've been uh, thinking about them and I've been trying to apply them to my life and trying to figure out what, what was the Lord really saying to him? What, what's going on there? You know, I was taught years ago to pay attention to what God's doing around you. We all talk about, well, uh, yeah, I passed a, a homeless person today and uh, wasn't really sure why, why that happened. Or someone come up on my mind this morning and I haven't thought about them in years. Hey, man, well, I got a phone call from a friend of mine that I hadn't heard from in 20 years. Hey, Amen. I'm telling you, God's moving. God's speaking to you. And we have to be sensitive to what our surroundings and what's going on with us. When the Word of God is being preached and teach, we have to take that and we have to apply it to our lives. We go back and study it and we read it. My mother, I can remember Sister Vandiver, I, I preached my mother's funeral. Amen. And many uh, great pastors and preachers were there. I know Brother uh, Hendricks in Madisonville, he, he shared the, the, the time with me and and I was just overwhelmed, but, but I was asked to do that. And, and Sister Vander was a great friend of my mother. And she said, uh, Sister Lab was so, uh, uh, passionate about the reading of the Word of God. She said she would tell me, you've got to read 10 chapters a day. And Sister Vanderbilt said, but yes, Sister Lad, I like to study the Word of God. She said, no, you read 10 chapters a day, then you go back and study the Word of God. Amen. And I can remember getting up whether I was going hunting or going to work when I was still at home. And my mother would be downstairs and she would have a light lamp on and she would be setting and reading the word of God, applying that to her life daily, putting that. And it meant such an impression on my life, Pastor. It told me it was significant that the importance of the word of God was first and foremost in her life and needed to be that in my life. Amen. I know, Brother... Uh, the pastor was here not too long ago with all the degrees and, and all that. He was, he, was, he was scolding us a little bit about not having our Bibles with us. Um, uh, huh? No, before him. Uh, the scholar. The, 
Medina. Yeah, Brother Medina was was trying to explain to us how important the word of God is. Carry even the word of God with you. I don't know that we realize that in other countries they're sneaking Bibles in. Amen. They're trying to memorize the word of God just to make sure that they have the word of God in their life. In my darkest days, I didn't have singing. I didn't have a friend to call me. I didn't have anyone babying me, but I could open this word of God. And it took me to another place, brother Eddie. It was a sanctuary. It was a place that I could dwell in and I could just be at peace in. And I could know that I was speaking back and forth to the Lord and my savior. And he was imparting things into my mind and into my life that was there and was going to keep me. You can be in your darkest day, in your darkest time, and you can pick up this word of God and the Lord will speak to you and he will open doors and he will comfort you. And he's always there with you. You don't need to be in a big conference. You don't have to be in a sanctuary surrounded by people and all. You can just open the word of God and let him do his work. Amen. Verse 25 says, and this is where pastor spoke to my heart and the Lord said, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Nor his seed begging bread. Amen. I'm going to twist that a little bit. Amen. How many of us beg for the word of God? Amen. How many of us beg for the word of God. Yeah, we want to hear the good singing. We want to hear that. We'll, we'll stand in line for hours to hear somebody in concert. Amen. That, that, I was so overwhelmed. Pastor mentioned uh, not too long ago about when the word of God was read. Was it six hours, eight hours that they stood for the reading of the word of God? In the book of Malachi, when, when there was no, no movement there, God wasn't making himself known, but they had the word of God. They wanted and desired the word of God. The only way they could reach God was through their, their offerings and their sacrifice. But the word of God was vacant. It was void in their life and they longed for it. Amen. I'm going to touch on this hopefully later on. But Paul was very emphatic about the spiritual gifts. But he also went back to the importance of prophecy. Amen. And when you think about prophecy, it's not just something in the future. It's not something just foretold. I'm going to give you the definition here. I was reading this on the way to work here or way to church here this morning. Uh, the definition, Thayer's definition to, pro- to prophesy is to be a prophet. Speak forth by divine inspirations to predict, to prophesy with the idea of foretelling future events pertaining especially to the kingdom of God. To utter forth, declare a thing which can only be known by divine revelation. Now, to me, that's not only prophesying about future events. That's the preaching of the word of God. Amen. That The preacher is inspired by divine revelation. Amen. Every time a preacher takes the platform, and I'm going to tell you this morning, we had the Super Bowl last Sunday. I watched a lot of it, but there I had to turn the channel. Amen. It got disgusting. Amen. But the people just worship the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you, this opportunity to stand here before you this morning is my Super Bowl. It's my Super Bowl. Amen. Amen. I, I, I hope I don't step on any fingers here this morning, but, but I'm going I'm to tell you this. Amen. When the word of God is being preached, we need to stay in our seats. 
Hey man, when the word of God is preached, we need to put everything else aside. We don't need to pick up our phones. Hey man, we don't need to worry about what's going on around us. We need to be singly focused in one mind, in one accord, hearing the word of God. Amen. I, I love this church. Amen. And I'm not, I, I love everyone. Amen. But I want you to have the same passion I do for the word of God. Amen. I can be twitching in my seat back there needing to go to the restroom, but I don't want to leave because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. Amen. I know when you, you watch a movie or go to something for the first time, maybe Disney World or whatever, and you take your kids or you take a friend. And you're so eager for them to get the same experience that you got. Amen. I want you to feel what I felt. I want you to know what I know now. I want you to see and hear it. Oh, that was amazing. I'm telling you today, that's how I feel about the word of God. Amen. When the word of God is coming off the lips of these preachers and teachers and these testimonies, it does something to me because it's God speaking through inspiration. Amen. Forgive me, Pastor. I didn't mean to preach this morning, but but amen. We need the word of God in our lives. We need to be excited for the word of God. Give honor to those who sing, who bring in the worship and the praise, because we need to do that. Amen. But honor the man of God. Honor the message. Honor it with your worship. Honor it with your study. Honor it with your praise. And realize it's to keep you and to save you and to help you make it into those gates. Amen. I love you this morning. And I hope you leave here today knowing that the word of God is the most important thing in your life. It says to utter forth, declare a thing which can only be known by divine revelation. To break forth under sudden impulse in lofty disclosure or praise of the divine counsels. Under like prompting to teach, to refute, to reprove, to admonish. To comfort others, to act as a prophet, discharge the prophetic office. Amen. The prophecy. Paul says, speak with tongues. I encourage you to speak with tongues. But speaking with tongues edifies you, and, and, and that's between you and the Lord. But we need to pray for the word of God. We need to pray for prophetic things. We need to pray. I know when, 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 when tongues interpretation, when tongues breaks out, I immediately start praying, Lord, let us hear from you. Let us hear and understand what's going on right now. Hey, man, I could be in the greatest worship service ever with the greatest singers. But you, t I take any day to be on a Wednesday night Bible study and hear the uh, tongues and interpretation from the word of the Lord. Hey, man, I take that any day. I take any conference in the United States or the world for a time in the word of God and knowing that that's what God wants in my life. Knowing that God's given me direction and wisdom and comfort in my life. I take it any day of the week. Brother Ladd has been through things. All of you have been through things. But I can tell you, it wasn't somebody's uh, uh, fancy suit. It wasn't a big church or a big congregation. It was the word of God every time. That brought me out of my trials and my tribulation. Amen. I, sister, uh, sister Roberts, when I, when I first came back here, she gave me some scripture from the Lord. The Lord had blessed it upon her heart and she gave it to me. And I read it in a, in a quiet room in my house and I bawled like a baby. It spoke directly to my heart and it spoke directly to my mind. And I knew it was the word of God.
It didn't come in a big sink. It didn't come in a big surface, Pastor Bowler. It didn't come just, you know, with horns and trumpets and fancy things. It was just in a quiet room where I read the Word of God. And the presence of the Lord fell on me. And I knew that the anointing was on me. And I was thankful of the leading of, of my man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Going back, the Strong's, or actually the dictionary of bread, is food made of flour, water, or yeast, or another leavening agent mixed together and baked. The food, the food is that that one needs in order to live. Amen. Strong's defines bread as food for man or beast, especially bread or grain, for making it, to sh- uh, making it show bread, eat food, fix it. Loaf, meat, victuals. The body always has to have food to survive. We've heard messages from Pastor Bolner about the importance of the members of the body. Amen. But for that body to live, for that body to function, we have to have food. The body is made up of an average of 37.2 trillion cells. We need to eat and drink to survive, and so do our cells. Using a process called endocytosis, I'm not going to pretend to be uh, intelligent here. I'm, I'm struggling with these words, but cells ingest nutrients, fluids, proteins, and other molecules. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, I want to take you there. God had a plan for the body to survive from the beginning. As we know in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth, He created man, but He also created a garden. Amen. He knew that they needed fruits and vegetables, and they needed uh, things to eat to survive. It's always been a necessity to eat. Verse 7 says, Amen. And the Lord God formed man of the dust, of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul and the Lord God planted a garden and made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree life of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil amen the tree of life amen the tree of life uh, if I had a title this morning it would be feed me feed me. I know in sports, it's a big thing. And the first time I I saw it, I I was like, what are they doing? Amen. And I'm always, you know, amazed by some of these young people and the things they do, but they were doing this. So when they were hot, when they were scoring and and when they were, were doing good in the game, they would feed me, feed me, feed me. I've got it now. I've got, excuse me. told my wife one of the worst things me teaching and preaching is losing it and then you're up from it by <laughs> toughest thing ever amen but their 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 comment or their their big thing now is feed me get a big shot go down to court feed me amen i hate to steal this from them and i don't feel like we are but god's been feeding us from day one right. amen right. we just ain't took notice of it Amen. When we come into the sanctuary of God, we need to be, feed me, feed me. I want to be on the edge of the seat because I want to know what God's doing. Feed me, feed me. Give me what you've got, God. Something that's always puzzled me was in the Garden of Eden, we always talk about the tree of knowledge and evil. Amen. But we never say much about the tree of life. Why was that tree even there? Did God even say not to eat of that tree? Amen. When, 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 
when Adam and Eve sinned, amen, when the devil brought upon them uh, the curse, in verse three or chapter three and verse 14, amen, the curse was laid out. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And to Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt need of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. All the days of thy life. Cursed they were. Verse 22, it said, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Amen. I don't know that I've ever heard a message on the tree of life where it uses these scriptures and talks about that. And I haven't, you know, I've missed a lot of messages. But I'm telling you that when I started digging into the tree of life, Amen. When you did, when you take and partake of the sin of this world, your eyes are opened as Adam and Eve was opened. They knew sin. They knew what it was. And they had knowledge of sin. God didn't intend for them to know that. Amen. And he had a plan for them. I'm not too certain. And I don't know. Pastor, maybe I need to have a session with Pastor. But I, for some reason, I feel like the tree of life. Amen. Was, 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 had such importance for them. They, they needed the tree of, of they, they had the tree of wisdom and, and knowledge, but, but the tree of life was to live forever. Amen. And, and God knew that with the curse that they had to die. Amen. That they, that at that point, they didn't need to partake of the tree of life. And he was not going to open the, uh, the way of the tree of life to him. It was such a serious thing that he placed cherubims in the Garden of Eden. And they had swords of fire and protected that tree of life. God didn't want us to get a t- close to that. He didn't want Adam and them to also partake of that. It wasn't in his plan. Because it's appointed once that man should die. Amen. He didn't want them at that time to have a chance at the tree of life. It was a very important thing. But the importance of life and our bodies is to live through food, to partake of food. And we've got to have it. God predestines food from the very beginning to live. And I'm diabetic. And it's very important what type of food you put in your life. Amen. Amen. I've had scripture speak to me this week about about the type of food that you're putting in your life. Amen. I'm always overwhelmed. And I was talking about being excited about others to see and feel. I I invited a a young man here that I worked with. Um, He came and and I don't know what all is going on in his life. Uh, I only met him a couple of times, but uh, some different things were going there. But but I planted a seed. Amen. And I remember sitting there last Sunday and praying. And I said, oh, I hope they can see it. I hope they can feel it. 
feel it. I hope they can get something before they leave here. If I can just get a little bit of a seed planted in their life, maybe it's a seed that will grow. I'm not expecting them to come back next Sunday. I don't know when they'll need that seed that they get here today. But hopefully sometime in their life, that seed will come up and they'll come back to the house of the Lord and they'll be saved and they'll understand and they'll get the whole uh, the whole uh, smorgasbord of what God has to offer them. I've been challenging myself here and my, my wife asked me this morning, did you invite Dave? And I invited Dave uh, the, the other Wednesday when when uh, we got snowed out, but he was going to come. But And I totally forgot to invite him this morning. But it, it's a challenge to myself is to invite one person every week. Amen. 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 I love you guys. But what are we doing? Amen. Are we just coming to church to hear Pastor Bollinger and feel a little bit good and leave? Amen. We've got to fill these doors. Amen. It's a commission. We've got to go out to the highways and the byways. We've got to invite somebody. Amen. I'm not telling you what to do. You know what to do in your world. I can remember Sister Mangum holding up that little globe saying, it's your world. Change your world. I don't know how you do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. But get somebody to church however you do it. Amen. Don't worry about it. That young man stood up in the middle of service last Sunday and I'm like, what is he doing? Amen. I, but I didn't care. Amen. He was at church. I got him here. That's all I was about worried about. I was going to allow the Lord to do his will. I can remember an old pastor of mine when I was just a teenager. I said, oh, Brother Sisk, I don't know. I, I can get him here, I think, but I, I don't know after that. He said, uh, Bradley, he said, just get him here. Just get him here. Let the Lord do his work. Hey, man, we crawl up under the pew because everybody starts shouting when we got a visitor. I pray that they shout more. Let them shout. Let them throw the hair down. Hey, man, we had a sister. She would do this the whole time during the service, worshiping God. And it would embarrass me to death when I was a child. Her bobby pins would sling out. And her long hair was just whipping. Hey, man, but when I got older and realized how important that was, how the presence of God was falling, and how young people was actually seeing the presence of God, Amen. I was rooting for it from that time on. Amen. But we need to get people to the house of God. They need to hear the word of God. They need to have an opportunity to hear the word of God. Amen. I've been all my life. I've been spoiled. I've heard some of the best messages man could hear. If I couldn't get to heaven on them messages, I, I could never get to heaven. Amen. We've been spoiled. We need to get this word out there. People need to be fed the word of God. But where I was going with this, amen, you just can't go to get the, the fuel anywhere. If you want to go down the street and let them tell you how blessed you are and how good you are and how anything goes, amen, that's not good bread. Amen. The, the Lord talks about the Passover. And I was going to get there this morning, but talking about the leaven. Amen. And I know we, 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 we define leaven as sin. Amen. If you want to go down the street and get some leavened bread, it ain't okay to go out and party all night and come in and act like everything's okay. Amen. It ain't all right. Amen. If you want leavened bread, it's being put out everywhere. Amen. But if you want the name of God in your life, amen. If you want the pure, the un unleavened bread, 
If you want the pure bread and wholesome bread of God to, to fuel you and to get you to the next level, come to the Pentecostal churches. Amen. Come to the Pentecostal sanctuary. Come to where it's being preached and taught in holiness. Men that make mistakes, but men that correct mistakes. Amen. Men that don't desire to make this mistakes. Amen. You've got to get the whole pure word of God. Amen. Amen. Any form of life must eat to survive. Proverbs 3 and verse 11. Amen. Proverbs 3 and verse 11. Amen. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. He correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof fine gold. My family right now is caught up in money. My brother's working for a millionaire who was a Pentecostal preacher who's backslidden. And he'll post things on his Facebook that are just so confusing to people. Amen. Money has become priority in their lives. Amen. I'm always overwhelmed by the picture of the old man. He's sitting at the table with the word of God open and a piece of bread there by him. And I think of a glass of, of juice or wine there. Amen. The simple things of life. Amen. They can have it. We was talking this week, Sister Ladd and I, about how many times I've been close to probably being really financial stable. I know there's athletes that say it, but I was very close to being, being uh, drafted. Amen. I was very close with uh, cattle. I was very close with coal mining. I was very close with moving up and being... I would take this life that I have any day over a financially stable life where I have everything I want, but I don't have God. Amen. If you give me the word of God, Moses left all the, all the uh, fancy things of, of Egypt. Moses left to be with the people. How many times did David ride out of his, his city to join the battle? Amen. Those that, that had left the, the fine things of life to just have the Word of God in their life. To just be among the people and be among. Pastor Bollinger taught here about, uh, about be, going through things in life. I said it here recently. But going through trials and tribulations. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Amen. But if you've got the Word of God. <laughs> Amen. You might not have a dollar in your pocket. Amen. But you've got peace of mind when you lay your head down at night. Amen. I'm telling you, they can have it all. They can have it all. I've played in front of 40, 50,000 people. I played when it was so loud I couldn't hear. And all my childhood, I thought, if I could only do that. And I did it, Brother Eddie. And now it means nothing to me. Absolutely nothing. I've had $60,000 vehicles. Amen. I've sat down and ate with millionaires. Amen. I've been in the presence of, of, of politicians and all that. I don't care. They can have it. Let me be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. 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 I don't have to have fireworks going off and a, a big sympathy and or, uh, orchestra and all those things. If I can sit down in my home and if I can open the word of God and if I can feel the Holy Ghost come down and I can have tears and joy where he's speaking to me, I'll take that any day. 
any day. God said, my son, despise not the chastening. He said, 13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that findeth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. Wisdom is a tree of life. The word of God is a tree of life. The lamb of God came to this world to lay his life down. That me, we may have everlasting life. Amen. Do we know what the lamb of God truly was? Amen. St. John chapter one, and I can quote it, but I'm just going to go there. Amen. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. In him the light of shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Amen. If you don't know this true Pentecostal way. If you don't know what this precious sister, amen, that got down here on this altar, amen, God bless you, sister. What an experience. Amen. I told Sister Ladd, Sister Ladd is, is really shy. <laughs> I always tease her on the way to church, so I'm going to have you sing today. I'm going to have you testify. I wouldn't do that to her. Amen. But, but amen, we was talking. Amen. And I was telling her, I said, I've always honored your mother and father. They have been so dedicated to the house of the Lord. And they say, come down and pray. They're in their 80s now. They're down there praying. Amen. I, I know Pastor uh, Bollinger does such a wonderful job. All churches don't do this. But when you come down here, amen, you come together to pray. Amen. Don't, don't miss out on that. I talked about being a team. Don't miss out on Just get up and go. Amen. I was down here watching this sister praying for the Holy Ghost. Oh, Brother Bowling, the Lord took me to another place. Amen. I didn't come down here intending to get in there. But I've learned here recently, I just get near to the fire. Amen. I just get next to it. Amen. And something's going to happen. Amen. That talks about the Bible. I believe it was Paul that walked by. The Holy Ghost just falling off on people. Amen. You've got to get close to where the action is. Amen. You got, oh my goodness. I, I, I tell you, I don't want to be back if there's any confusion going back there. Brother, brother, uh, 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 uh Arnold said years ago he was preaching. He said he had a, a lot of black people in his church and, and, Bro, you got something we ain't got, Brother Eddie. Amen. <laughs> I'm white. And we've always been just so confined and so just can't let it out is what I'm telling you. Amen. Black people don't have that problem. Amen. They've never had that problem. Whatever they do, whether it's sports or whether it's business or whatever, it is, just let it out. And I'm so appreciative of that. If we would just get to that place and to that point. Amen. Brother brother uh, uh, Arnold was saying, amen, a black minister in his church, he'd get up and have to go to the restroom. He'd get up and he's going out. He'd just raise his hand. Going out is just to say, I'm still with you, but I'm coming back. Amen. But if we would just get in a habit of just letting it go, 
Amen. Just come down here. Don't be refined. Don't own back. Just see what God can do. Amen. I was down here with this sister and it's the Holy Ghost. And I thought, man, there's angels all around us. Amen. There's things happening right here. Amen. In the darkness of this world, they can't see this. Amen. I think it's MC Hammer said, you can't touch this. Hey, I got news for you, MC Hammer. You can't touch this. Amen. Amen. We ought to be saying, feed me, feed me, feed me. Amen. I want to be close to the presence of God. Amen. I hope that I can leave here today with inspiration in your heart to come in the sanctuary every night. If it's a Tuesday night prayer, if it's a Wednesday night service, if it's a Sunday, it don't matter. Feed me. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, attitudes. Amen. Desire is so important. I'm diabetic. My moods are like this. My feelings are like this. Amen. I deal with it all the time. Sister Ladd, I'll tell you, my sugar will be 300 and then it'll be 70. You're up here and then you're down here. Amen. But what I've learned to do is constantly work through it. Amen. They, they talk about Kobe Bryant dying and there's this process called Mamba. Amen. It is trusting and believing in the process. Well, God bless your soul, Kobe Bryant. But God's been doing this for, for since the beginning. There's always been a process. The problem with us is being we give up on the process. Amen. We don't come to church on Wednesday night expecting the process. Amen. We cut ourselves short because we don't come down to the altar. Amen. We don't back the preacher. We don't get into the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's all about the process. Amen. The word of God was established from the beginning. In the beginning was the word of God. All things were created by the word of God. The only way you can get to heaven is by the word of God. Amen. Everything he did in the book from the garden to the manna, he's the children of Israel to the Passover when they came out of Israel. Or Egypt, amen. To the Lamb of God being sacrificed on the cross, amen. To the final Lord's Supper, amen. To the presence of God, food is always going to be there for you. But the process is you continually eat. You continually eat it and consume it and consume the right food and the good food. Amen. Amen. The Word will keep you. It's the way, the truth, and the life. Pastor taught here last Sunday about understanding God. Amen. They were looking for a king. They were looking for a savior to, to basically uh, take the Romans out in the, in the woodshed and give them a good whooping. Amen. But he came in peace. Amen. He came and, and showed them a better way and they were missing it. Pastor was talking about communion last Sunday. And he was telling them about eating the word. Consuming the word. It's not my literal body. It's my but, but I am the literal word. Amen. You're doing this in demonstration. But the underlying, the fine print at the bottom of the page is eat and consume the word and the process. Amen. And get the attitude of feed me. Amen. Proverbs 3 and 11, we said, get wisdom. God's telling you to get it. Get it. I have two young people 
that I've raised. My wife and I, well, actually, she raised them. I was just there. Hey, man. They cut me off at 13. When 13 hit, I was out of the picture. Hey, man, I was Superman until they hit 13. Hey, man. And now I have to send messages to them. Hey, man, I have to get the word to them through her. You know how frustrating that is? And then when they won't listen to what I've told her to tell them, you think God doesn't get frustrated? Hey, man, I've given you this precious pastor and his wife. They've given their lives. And he spent countless hours fasting, praying, studying, seeking God's face. Hey, man, been through cancer, been through trials and tribulations. Here recently, the loss of a, of a companion, a brother. A stick, no one sticking closer than a brother. Hey, man, been through trials and tribulations. Hey, man, given his life. Hey, man, and yet... God forbid that we would just take it lightly that the Word of God is being flushed out in front of us and it goes right out them doors into the street for null and void. Oh, I'm, t- I'm trying to inspire you here this morning. I'm trying to give you sound teaching and doctrine here. We have got to feed on the Word of God. I'm telling you, get excited about the praise and the worship. Get pumped up about that and respect it. Amen. But get just get out of your mind for the word of God. Get just crazy for the word of God. Get ready for the word of God. Pray for the preacher. Pray for the pastor. Pray for the minister. Pray for the word of God to touch you. Paul wasn't messing around. Paul wasn't saying, take this thing. He was saying, get ready. Get ready for it. Amen. Amen. John 6 and verse 30. St. John, I always get aggravated when preachers say John. I'm flipping back from John and St. John. St. John 6. Amen. In verse 30. Amen. 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 They said there unto him, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? Hey man, how many signs, how many things did he perform? And they say, what sign shall ye, shall we see? What doest thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus saith to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is this, is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. If you come into him, he's not going to cast you out. You might have to follow the process, but he's not going to cast you out. We was listening to the song, excuse me, today, and, and it says, Trust in the Lord. 
Hey man, we talk about faith as, as a grain of a mustard seed. He didn't say is a grain of a cantaloupe or a watermelon. Because if you just have the, the faith as of a mustard seed. And we think, oh, that ain't much. But do you really have it? Do we really walk down here believing God can do this? Do we really trust in the process that God can do this? Hey man, you're not going to be forsaken. Hey man, you're not going to be given up. Chapter verse 22. I think I've already forgive me, I got a little out of place here. Oh, that's chance. I'm sorry. Hey man, forgive me. Uh John chapter 6, verse 47. St. John chapter 6, verse 47. Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. So there again, he's telling them, and are dead. Talk about unleavened bread. Yeah, I provided for you. I gave you that good job. Amen. I gave you that fancy house or that car. I healed you. I did that. That was just manna. But did you get the actual bread of life? Did you get the bread of life in your life? Did you get the bread that's going to sustain you where you'll never die? You'll never be thirsty. You'll never hunger. There's a scripture that haunts me in the Bible and it says they left us because they were not of us. Did they truly get the word of God in their life? I challenge you this week, this the rest of your life to pierce your heart, to challenge yourself every day. God, do I have it? Do I really know what living for you is all about? Pastor talked about really knowing him. Do I know you? Hey man, do I know you when everybody else has backslidden? Sister Nitty and I talked in the park about our families backslidden. Hey man, and I thought, did my brother really understand what living for God was all about? Did they really know what it was all about? Did they get a true relationship with God? Did they get the bread of life in their lives? Amen. We've got to know it. We've got to apply it. We've got to eat the unleavened bread, the good word of God, not the fancies messages that make us feel good, but the true word of God that will sustain us through hardships, through trials, through family uh, forsaking us, for people lying on us and just telling lies on us, for our finances going down the drain, for our health going down the drain. My mother laid on her deathbed with cancer. And I literally stood there and watched her take her last breath. And she said, Bradley, the Lord doesn't always bring you out. Hey Amen. But she said, I'm ready. I'm ready. You do what you got to do to be ready. My mother made phone calls calling people to make sure they had forgiven her if there was any wrong. And they would laugh. Oh, Janice. But she wanted to make sure. She was ready. I don't care when you do it today. Do not leave this sanctuary without being ready to meet the face of God. 
Amen. Amen. Old pastors used to lay the Bible back. Amen. You talk about seriousness. Amen. I know the message that I got saved on, Brother Bolger. I was in a college dorm room, and my uncle had been fasting and praying for me. And he sent me a, a message of Brother Adams in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, who just passed away here not too long ago. When mercy can't be found... Amen. And it lasted about 15 minutes. And I remember when he started that message, he said, I don't want anybody to leave this sanctuary. I don't want anybody to do anything but focus on what I'm about to say to you. And I can remember the, the anointing and the, the gripping in my heart and my spirit, just listening to it on a tape. And I thought, oh my goodness, if I would have been in that sanctuary. Oh, the presence of God. And those old pastors would lay that Bible down back at the back of those doors and beg people, beg them not to step over that Bible into out into eternity unless they were saved. Are we begging for bread? Are we truly begging for the bread of God? Are we saying, give me the bread of God? Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Give me truth. Give me what it's really all about. Amen. I'm tired of the foolishness, Brother Bollinger. I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of the fancy stuff. I just want the true bread of God. Amen, amen, amen. I want to get back to what is my team. This is my church. Amen. And I don't want anybody to lose out on God. Amen. But I'm begging you, amen. And if you see me slacking, you kick me or whatever you got to do. Amen. But we've got to promote one another. Amen. When we raise hands, everybody needs to raise hands. When we pray, everybody needs to pray. Amen. We need to want the bread of God in our life. Amen. Amen. I'm about to close. Amen. Three things in the garden that sustained them. Garden of food. I feel like that was the way. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was the truth of good and evil. And then the tree of life. Amen. Revelations chapter 22. And I'll close with this. Revelations chapter 22. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, let me, I'm sorry. Let me go to verse 2 or chapter 2 and verse 7 first. Revelations chapter 2 and verse 7. Amen. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of paradise of God. Amen. He that overcometh. You want real life? Hey man, we're going to get it. But we've got to overcome. We've got to endure. Verse 22. Hey man, verse or chapter 22 and verse 1. Amen. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. There shall be no more curse. But the throne of God 
and of the lambs shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and there shall need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto them, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the saying of the prophecy of this book. Amen. If you want to see those pearly gates, if you want to see the tree of life, amen. I believe at this point, the tree of life, amen, it refers to it, its leaves are for healing. Amen. You have the river there, which God said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me. Amen. You have a river there. Amen. The leaves are for the healings. How many healings did the Lord do? Amen. He was the bread. Amen. He did the healings. The tree of life will be just, there'll be just leaves of healing. Amen. It'll just be there. But we're not going to know, need that anymore. We're going to, he's going to be there. He's going to be the light of that city. He's going to be that bread. We're not going to hunger. We're not going to thirst. We're going to not need any of it. Amen. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful process he's laid out before us. From the beginning of mankind. Amen. Through the exodus. Amen. Through uh, God, the, 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 the fulfilling of the, of the Old Testament. Amen. His sacrifice on the cross. Amen. The, the, the incoming of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The perfect plan from the apostles on. Amen. Until that perfect day when we shall enter into those gates. The entire process. Such a beautiful plan that He's laid out for us. But all He's asking you to do is eat. Feed me. Feed me. Feed me. Stand with me this morning. I appreciate you listening to the Word of God. Amen. It's my only desire. Amen. That somebody would use this and apply it for their life. Amen. I appreciate every time somebody says, Oh, you do this or that, brother. All I want and all any minister wants is just for you to apply that to your lives. Do us the greatest honor in applying it to your life. But do the one that deserves all honor, the most honor, by, by doing it the way he wants it done. Yes,